Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHD, WPHD, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. Yes. This is the next generation of talk. Now on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. All right. The question is, uh, who's lying? Media Matters or Elon Musk? I go with Elon Musk as the truth teller in this scenario. A big lawsuit filed today. I'll give you all the details about it. Welcome back. Glad you're here. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Great to have you here. Later today, I will be on... Uh, I will be on Mark Levin's show filling in for him tonight from 6 to 9 p.m. So uh, please tune in for that. It'll be a lot of fun to have you join us. And we'll take Mark Levin's uh, first hour live here at 6 o'clock on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. So we have another two hours of me on my show and then 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. for the great one, Mark Levin. All right. Now. What is happening with Elon Musk and um, as our friend Tracy Beans over at Uncover DC has brought out for us, and I really appreciate the great work that she does. I do. I think she's fantastic. I think Tracy Beans has been one of the people out there who's a true investigative journalist. She has been fighting for, for to bring truth to the times that we live in every single day. And I'd like to get her back on the show at some point soon. She's busy. She's very, very busy. But she's been tweeting out a series of things regarding Elon Musk and Media Matters and the viciousness of this lawsuit that I will get to you. But I want you, everything we've talked about today goes in the context of this. There is a battle to control information. And anybody who stands in the way of that control is going to have a gigantic target on their back, period, pure and simple. Let's turn our attention real quick to New Jersey, where the first lady of New Jersey, Tammy Murphy, is running for the United States Senate to take the seat that is held by the corrupt Bob Menendez. Bob Menendez is the chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. And this guy's got a lot of power. He has access to our highest nation's secrets. Our nation's highest secrets, I should say. He's the guy that knows everything. He's also the guy out there threatening people that he knows where the bodies are buried. I'll get to that story a little bit later, but he's threatening Democrats who don't back him. So Tammy Murphy comes out and backs him, and because she's the wife of the king and the king holds the purse strings, they're all now jumping on board with her for the U.S. Senate seat. And she is pretending like she's an elected official already because perception is reality. So if if she can appear as if she is proposing legislation, even though she has absolutely no more legal ability to propose legislation than I do, 
or you do if you're not a senator or an assemblyman or assembly person, excuse me. But see, again, perception. She sits down at this table. She looks all dressed up and she proceeds to announce new legislation in the state of New Jersey. So what's what's happening here is that taxpayer resources and this shouldn't fury you no matter where you live. Taxpayer resources are being used to help the first lady of New Jersey look like an elected official. So here she is out there promoting something regarding something that has to do with something. And she has no reason to be able to or no legal authority to do it anyway. But take a listen. Good morning. Thank you so much for being here. I have a a lot of bass in my voice. Uh, And a special thanks to um, Ed Jimenez and the entire team here for welcoming us and opening the doors. Um, University Hospital has been a great partner for us, and it's great to be back here. So in New Jersey, I have spent uh, almost six years listening to, to mothers who have lost their babies or very nearly their own lives, um, fathers who have lost their life partners, and countless women of color who have told tragically similar stories, stories of not being listened to or receiving the care they needed and deserved at a time when they could not have been more vulnerable. And as we have worked to raise awareness of this crisis, um, as well as solve it, Uh, I have seen New Jerseyans from every corner of our state respond. Some with shock and outrage, others with sadness, but all with a determination to raise up these collective voices and demand an answer to their plea for racial justice, for reproductive justice. Through our Nurture NJ initiative, we seek to answer that call. Anyway, you get the point. So she's pushing out this new legislation. She has no right to do so. She has no ability to do so. But it doesn't matter because she's a Democrat. So they'll push they'll push this and they'll say that it's okay, even though you and I both know there's nothing okay about it. There's nothing okay about the first lady of New Jersey acting like she's a state legislator. You know, I got this story when I saw it, and, and, and credit to NJ Spotlight News that's pushing this out there. Tammy Murphy proposes new legislation to expand doula access in New Jersey. That's what they said. Tammy Murphy proposes new legislation, the first lady of New Jersey. <clears throat> but the New Jersey media is going to ignore it, just like the national media is going to ignore it. They'll prop her up. They'll prop him up. The, you know, the king had recently come out and he had said that he was going to ban uh, gas-powered vehicles in the state of New Jersey. King Philip the Unaccountable, His Royal Highness. Today, he took a step forward in making that a reality. Today, he took a step forward in that. He announced that by 2035, all new vehicle sales in New Jersey will be zero emission vehicles with the transition beginning in 2027. Advanced Clean Cars 2, which takes effect on December 18th, requires manufacturers of passenger cars and light duty trucks to meet an annual ZEV requirement intended to increase the percentage of electric vehicles sold in the state. This filing also mandates traditional gasoline and diesel vehicles meet more stringent emission standards. With this new rule, vehicle manufacturers must ensure that 43% of their annual production volumes in 2027 as electric vehicles. The percentage increases each year, peaking at 100% in 2035 and thereafter. 
Quote from His Royal Highness, the steps we take today to lower emissions will improve air quality and mitigate climate impacts for generations to come, all while increasing access to cleaner car choices. These new standards will preserve consumer choice and promote affordability for hardworking New Jerseyans across the state. You know, you know, right now, what the percentage of new vehicle sales in New Jersey that are electric cars is? You want to know the percent? Want to guess? Twelve. 12% of new vehicle sales in New Jersey are electric vehicles. 12%. Sales of electric vehicles have increased 50% over the past year, the state said. So that means that prior to that, it was 6%. Now it's 12%. So now what you're going to do is you're going to have this mandate happen, and then you need charging stations. The state has funded 2,980 charging stations with 5,271 ports at 680 locations. It's your taxpayer dollars here. But it's climate change, so it's all good. It's, it's climate change, so it's all good. In fact, it's encouraged for, for them to push this forward. So the actions that His Royal Highness took today, and again, this is all about because Phil Murphy wants to run for president. So he's out there pushing this electric vehicle mandate. It's not what people want. In fact, people are 12%, 12% of sales. Why do you think that is? Do you think that if people actually wanted this product, the government would have to subsidize it? Of course not. And why don't people want this product? Why don't they want it? They don't want it because it's not something that is practical for most people with children and families. It's just simply not. Going on a road trip in an electric car and having to wait to charge it with the kids at a rest stop is not something that families with kids want to deal with. Bottom line. That's the bottom line. Uh, You know, one of the um, observations I had recently, a buddy of mine was in the Navy, and he was saying how with all this talk of transitioning to electric And we were talking about the fact that, you know, submarines, for example, have been nuclear powered for generations. And these big these big boats that are out there now, these big ships, the Eisenhower, the Gerald R. Ford, they're all nuclear powered. And for some reason, even though these nuclear powered monstrosities are out there in the ocean every day, day in and day out, for some reason, we act like nuclear is the absolute worst thing. And we don't pursue this. Not even not even the military does. They try to keep it quiet. They're nuclear-class submarines. They're nuclear-powered submarines, and we just try to keep it like a big secret. Keep it like a big secret. And if you think about, and I was this was struck on me recently, thinking about our own armed forces as we talk about the never-ending war in Ukraine, the approaching war with Israel. A piece in, in the, <clears throat> I recently read about submarines in the Wall Street Journal, which is written by Alistair Gale. And Alistair Gale knows uh, Alistair Gale's stuff on submarines. But the era of United States submarine dominance over China is ending. New Chinese submarines and sensors to catch U.S. subs will alter the balance of power. And for decades, the United States hasn't had to worry much about China's submarines. They were noisy. They were easy to track. The Chinese military, meanwhile, struggled to detect America's ultra-quiet submarines. Well, now China is narrowing one of the biggest gaps separating the United States and Chinese militaries as it makes advances in its submarine technology and undersea detection capabilities with major implications for American military planning for a potential conflict over Taiwan. Early this year, China put to sea a nuclear-powered attack submarine with a pump jet propulsion system instead of a propeller. It was the first time noise-reducing technology was used on the latest American submarine has finally made its way to a Chinese submarine. 
I mean, with all the Chinese intellectual property theft, with all the crap that's made in China on Amazon.com, it's a complete and utter knockoff. It's hard to imagine it took China this long to knock off one of our subs with a Chinese knockoff, but that's exactly what they wound up doing eventually. So they eventually got the technology. China put to sea a nuclear-powered submarine with a pump jet propulsion system instead of a propeller. A few months earlier, satellite images of China's manufacturing base for nuclear-powered submarines in the northeastern city of Huladuyu, probably not saying that correct, showed hull sections laid out in the complex that were much larger than the hull of any existing Chinese submarine. At the same time, the Western Pacific is becoming more treacherous for U.S. submarines. Beijing has built or nearly finished several underwater sensor networks known as the Underwater Great Wall in the South China Sea and other regions around the Chinese coast. The networks give it a much better ability to detect enemy submarines, according to Chinese military and academic texts. The People's Liberation Army of China, they're getting better at finding enemy submarines by adding patrol aircraft and helicopters that pick up sonar information from buoys in the sea. Most of China's Navy now has the ability to deploy underwater listening devices called hydrophones on cables trailing ships or submarines. In fact, in August of this summer, China conducted a submarine hunting exercise lasting more than 40 hours in the South China Sea involving dozens of Y-8 anti-submarine patrol aircraft. A few weeks earlier, the Chinese and Russian navies conducted a joint anti-submarine warfare exercise in the Bering Sea off the coast of Alaska. Now, the other problem, of course, is that in addition to this, China has also been rapidly expanding its surface fleet. And it now exceeds the U.S. fleet by number of ships. Although China's ships are generally smaller and less sophisticated, but a larger percentage of the United States Navy has been deployed to the Pacific, including some of America's most advanced ships and aircraft. The U.S. has also increased the tempo of naval operations in the region and deepened coordination and training with allied fleets such as Japan and Australia as well. But as all this is going on, you have to wonder if the United States of America is putting itself at risk of not being able to meet the moment. And by the moment, I mean the deterrence factor that is necessary when China finally makes a move against Taiwan. The deterrence factor that is necessary. The United States is behind schedule. Under this president, the United States is behind schedule. And China now has six nuclear-powered submarines. Once China settles on a new design, it could triple the current U.S. annual production rate of submarines. In its annual assessment of the Chinese military published this month, the Pentagon forecast China would have a total fleet of 80 attack and ballistic missile submarines by 2035. That's up from 60 at the end of last year. And China's building new piers in the South China Sea to accommodate the new advances that they're making in the construction of these submarines and other ships in their naval, in their naval fleet. China has built military bases on artificial islands and has some of the most ex- extensive surveillance systems both above and below the sea surface. Sadler, the former U.S. submarine officer, said China's development of more advanced submarines added to the likelihood of a military showdown with the United States of this decade. Regardless, the U.S. submarine force will certainly be in greater demand than ever before across the wider Pacific and with narrowing margins of advantage over its chief adversary. I mean, we're everywhere right now. You know, the United States of America, we are everywhere. And it seems like we have no sense of what our direction is. But what we do know, though, is that China knows exactly what it wants. And China is not intimidated in the least by this president. In fact, here's a clip of Joe Biden at the White House. 
telling everybody that he's convinced that his buddy Xi Jinping, you know, who's got the goods on him, the guy who's bribed him, uh, he's convinced that Xi Jinping is actually going to do something about uh, fentanyl. Fentanyl is a Chinese-made bioweapon designed to help destroy the United States of America from within. The goal here is to destroy the United States of America from within. This is what what the promise was. The promise was, we will destroy you from within. And, you know, I think about that, too, in the context of, you've heard the controversy over the Osama bin Laden letter that's made its way across TikTok and other social media sites, and people who've been reading the, the, the letter that bin Laden wrote a week after. One of the things that bin Laden talked about was destroying the United States of America from within. It would, it would, it would be the, the goal of al-Qaeda at the time to, to lay the groundwork for the U.S. to destroy itself. I think China thinks about it the same way. I think fentanyl is their way of achieving that. If you can use this drug to destroy the, a country, and look at cities. I mean, look at American cities, which are really at one point were the drivers of industrial wealth in America. And cities now are hellholes. And a big part of the reason why is because of the fentanyl crisis and the attributing crime. China makes fentanyl. China sends it to Mexico. The cartels put it together and the cartels ship it into the United States of America. It's so dangerous and dangerous and deadly that there have been stories about the cartels cracking down on fentanyl because too many of their customers are dying. And the cartels are having a problem with that because these are business people at the end of the day and they want to make money and they don't want to see their customers die because if you lose all your customers, you, you can't sell your product. Nobody's going to buy it. But China is not looking to make money off of fentanyl. China is looking to destroy the United States of America from within. That's what the goal is. We are careening towards a conflict with China. I don't want one. You know me, I'm not a, I'm not a beat the drums of war kind of guy, but I don't want one. But I also see the political reality of the world. And I see how China is now buddies with Iran and also with Russia and how China is buying Iran's oil and China is buying Russia's oil and natural gas. And I see that there is just no sense whatsoever of any intimidation by the United States of America. They don't feel intimidated by us at all, not even close. Here's Biden, cut number one. During my meeting with President Xi, we took a critical step of resuming counter-narcotics cooperation between our two countries. It was one of the important things we agreed upon. In, to, in, in 2019, China essentially stopped direct shipments of fentanyl from China to the United States. But in the years since, the drug trade has evolved. It's moved from finished fentanyl to fentanyl components like chemicals and pill presses that are shipped with few controls from China to, uh, Western, to the Western Hemisphere. Chemical cartels use these components to manufacture this legal, illegal substances and smuggle them into the United States. So the United States is going to seek to work together with China to target the fentanyl components. Right. China's going to help us crack down on fentanyl. Sure they are. And Mexico is going to do the same thing, right? Well, actually, I do believe that Mexico will. I, I do believe that Mexico will disrupt the flow of fentanyl because Mexico would rather make money by selling drugs to Americans. Let's face it, they would. The cartels, which controls that country, the cartels would rather make the money by selling drugs that don't kill people. Right, outright. I mean, fentanyl kills you like it's, it's, it's crazy. Of course, you can die of a cocaine overdose or heroin overdose or something like that. I'm not talking. 
obviously, but it's different from fentanyl, which is killing people left and right. It's incredibly dangerous. It's leading the cartels to try to crack down on it. So when Biden says that Mexico is working to disrupt the flow of fentanyl, I actually believe that there is more of an interest for Mexico to do it than China. China wants to destroy us from from within. Mexico just wants to make money. Cut number two. While in San Francisco, I also met with President of Mexico. Together, we committed to expanding law enforcement cooperation and intelligence sharing to better disrupt the flow of fentanyl and dismantle the violent chemical groups that traffic synthetic drugs in our communities. We've made record seizures of fentanyl at the border this year, intercepting these dangerous drugs before they can get into the United States to do the damage they do. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody believes that, right? 855-839-1210 is the number if you want to weigh in today on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. We got a big show for you. I'll be in for the great one, Mark Levin, later today. But we are broadcasting live from the Cherry Hill Vavo studios where relationships matter, and they really do matter, at Cherry Hill Vavo, right on Route 70 in Cherry Hill. And with their already aggressive pricing, they are now doubling down because they are doing some a new renovation project at the dealership. Very exciting. And that means a chance for you to save even more than they're already aggressive aggressive prices so an extra thousand dollars off all new volvos and owner loyalty as well two thousand dollars off if you use volvo car financing or volvo leasing 7500 if you want to go the plug-in route that's right but either way at cherry hill volvo whether you go a new or certified pre-owned or you do something that i do which is called the care by volvo lease program which enables you to get behind the wheel of a new volvo every five months you will be in great hands they'll take great care of you every single step of the way so don't wait reach out to them today just go visit them on route 70 in cherry hill judith yosef the entire team will take great care of you so this thanksgiving weekend why not swing by cherry hill volvo and test drive one they have certified pre-owned volvos in stock these are beautiful like new cars without the new car price and maybe you want to do the family car now that you're thinking about all right thanksgiving trips christmas around the corner holidays are here You need a new car for the family? Go with the XC90. It's what Bridget drives with that third row to get the kids around. Safe and stylish. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Cherry Hill Volvo on Route 70 in Cherry Hill is where relationships matter. They prove that every single day at Cherry Hill Volvo. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. All righty. There we go. 855-839-1210. Cooking with gasoline today on a busy afternoon. 
A busy day. So what's going on with Elon Musk and Media Matters and this big lawsuit and everything else? What is going on? Uh, I'll tell you, I am convinced that they want to destroy this man. I really am. I am I am convinced of it. They want to destroy him. He's a threat to them. There's no question in my mind about that. Here, This is what we know. <clears throat> um, data confirms that Media Matters manipulated the algorithm using inauthentic accounts to produce false ad results. And Elon Musk has filed a lawsuit against Elon against Media Matters. Elon Musk's lawsuit against Media Matters will be heard by a judge who was appointed by President Trump. The same judge, Mark Pittman, ordered the FDA to release the Pfizer files. So maybe we'll get to the bottom of all of this. As Elon Musk discussed in the post he made this weekend, Twitter alleges that Media Matters knowingly and maliciously manufactured images to show advertising where it didn't exist, specifically for the purpose of harming and destroying Twitter. Here's a complaint that was filed in federal court. Here we go. Defendant Media Matters for America and Media Matters, they are vile, vile human beings. All they do is troll conservatives and try to destroy conservative media. That's what they do. They used to listen, they would, like when Russia was alive, for example, they would wind up constantly turning around and taking clips of what he would say out of context, and, and they would turn around and try to get Rush canceled to get him to lose advertisers. And they still do it to this day. They go after Mark Levin. They go after, they go, they go after everybody. They, they are scum. They are scum of the earth. Defendant Media Matters for America is a self-proclaimed media watchdog that decided it would not let the truth get in the way of a story it wanted to publish about Twitter. I'm just going to call X Twitter for the purposes of this. Looking to portray Twitter's social networking platform as being dominated by, quote, white nationalist and anti-Semitic conspiracy theories, Media Matters knowingly and maliciously manufactured side-by-side images depicting advertisers' posts on Twitter's corporate social media platform beside neo-Nazi and white nationalist fringe content and then portrayed these manufactured images as if they were what typical Twitter users experience on the platform. Media Matters designed both these images and its resulting media strategy to drive advertisers from the platform and destroy the site formerly known as Twitter, now known as X. X is over 500 million active users a month and is facilitating free speech and discourse by enabling its users to share their own content and comment on message and other people's posts. Occasionally, a user feed will have paid ads, which are the overwhelming source of income for Twitter. Users have control over their feed on Twitter. They curate the content they see by following who they want to follow, which tailors their experience. Twitter says they also provide the option to forego the algorithm, allowing a user to view only content they want to see. Twitter says that Media Matters has been targeting them for a while. In the last year, they have published a series of articles threatening the platform's relationships with massive multinational advertisers and publishers like Amazon, eBay, Major League Baseball, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, Nokia, and T-Mobile, to name a few. Just this month alone, Media Matters for America, Ponscum, they have released over 20 articles disparaging Musk and Twitter, and it appears that they are using the scoring method of the WEF the World Economic Forum. Here's what Twitter is alleging that they do. They manipulated the algorithm governing user experience to bypass safeguards that Twitter has and created images of the largest advertisers' paid posts adjacent to racist content, leaving a false impression that they were real. How do they do it? They accused accounts that have been active for at least 30 days, which 
I'm oh, sorry, they accessed, they, they accessed accounts that have been active for at least 30 days, which bypassed the ad filter for new users. Then they followed a small subset of accounts who fit exclusively into two boxes, those known to produce the following. This is what they did. I'll read you this from his lawsuit. Media Matters of America executed this plot in multiple steps, as Twitter's internal investigations have revealed. They accessed accounts that have been active for at least 30 days, bypassing the ad filters. Then they exclusively followed a small subset of users containing entirely of accounts in one of two categories, those known to produce extreme fringe content and accounts owned by Twitter's big name advertisers. The end result was a feed precision precision designed by Media Matters for a single purpose, to produce side-by-side and or content placements that it could screenshot in an effort to alienate advertisers. So by doing so, and they manipulate the algorithm in a way, you're Nike, and it looks like you are right next to uh, a white supremacist. You are right next to a neo-Nazi. You see, this, is, this was the goal of Media Matters. And what they did, if this is true, if this lawsuit is true, then what they did was deceptive, and they knowingly put false content, manipulated Twitter's own algorithm, because you can manipulate algorithms. You, you can do that. I mean, algorithms are obviously artificial intelligence, and they can be manipulated. They're, they're there to you know, serve a purpose, which in most cases is to give you the content you want. But a lot of times, algorithms are also there to just sell you stuff, to show you the things that they want you to see. I mean, algorithms have all kinds of ways. And Twitter's algorithm is unique in that it does let you coordinate your experience. Unlike other sites that don't give you the ability to do that, Twitter's algorithm does. So they were able to manipulate it, according to the lawsuit, take advantage of it, and then do that as a way to intimidate big advertisers. You better stay away because look at the kind of content you're coming up next to. You're coming up next to a neo-Nazi. You're coming up next to a white supremacist. See, the same way they tried to cancel conservative talk radio years ago, I mean, they still do, but years ago when they went after conservative talk, what they did is they would take snippets of things, they would send it out to corporations, and those corporations that would advertise and talk radio, radio, they would used to come out and put things like, this cannot run during this time spot, this cannot run in this show. And so then you had a bunch of hosts walking on eggshells because they were terrified that they were going to wind up getting canceled. That's what Media Matters used to do. So there would be advertisers who would, they would buy on the station, for example, but I remember this back then, they would say, you know, this ad cannot play during 12 to 3 p.m., back when Rush was on. Uh, You know, this can't play during, this can only play during these hours. And they would do this kind of crap because the companies faced pressure that, oh, look, you know, they're going to be heard next to content like this. What Media Matters would do back then is they would take a snippet of something that, say, Rush would say, they would send it to them with their ad and make it sound like it was just back to back. And obviously what they were taking from Rush was out of context anyway, but they're doing the exact same thing. I mean, if you were to look at what Media Matters has done here is they, they are representing Twitter as being something that is entirely driven by mostly white supremacists and extremists. Now, that's a very small part, very, very almost microscopic part of who actually uses the platform. But if you're working for a big corporation, you get very, very scared easily and you're always trying to be woke. You don't want your DEI score to suffer. So you don't want to be next to them. And if somebody turns around and shows that your, your ad is next to a white supremacist, ooh, you see what I mean? This is what they were doing. And this is at a time when corporate America is 
trying to be as woke as they possibly can, even in the wake of Target's disaster with going woke and you know, tuck it onesies for kids or tuck it bathing suits for little boys and pride onesies. Target's back at it again with pride Christmas. I'll get into that for you. But when, when they didn't realize what, when that didn't produce the results that they desired, Media Matters manipulated the platform again by endlessly scrolling and refreshing the hand-selected accounts, generating between 13 and 15 times more ads per hour than normally viewed until it finally received the pages it wanted. Media Matters didn't tell anyone what they had done. They published the piece they, the way they wanted it to look. They didn't provide context about the extraordinary rarity that this could happen. They did this to target advertisers and force them to remove their ad dollars from Twitter and the deception worked Apple Comcast NBC Universal and IBM pulled their content with only Oracle sticking around literally the only people who saw these ads placed next to these incendiary posts were Media Matters for America but it doesn't matter you take a screenshot you send it to them perceptions reality look at your ad next to the white supremacist account Literally, the only people who saw those ads, literally, were Media Matters for America because the algorithm was giving them what they wanted. They were manipulating the algorithm to see the results for the purpose of taking screen grabs, to send to corporations to say to them, do you want to keep advertising on this platform? Look at where your ads are showing up. The only way those ads were showing up there is because Media Matters for America had infiltrated these accounts and manipulated the algorithm to see these things. Now, this is what Twitter does to protect their advertisers. The, because out of, out of 500 uh, million monthly users, the only people who saw them were Media Matters of America. Twitter applies default protections to prevent ads from being placed next to violative content. They provide advertisers with opt-in options that allow advertisers to further tailor and address any concerns they may have. Media Matters skirted all these usual protections by specifically creating an account designed specifically to evade normal safeguards and manipulate the system. They set that account to follow only 30 users, which is far less than average, and they followed those 30 specifically known for posting controversial content. 100% of the accounts that Media Matters for America followed were fringe accounts or accounts for large brands, thereby making it highly likely that the two would cross. And when the two crossed in their feed, there comes your screenshot. There comes your screen grab. So then they published this piece causing advertisers to leave. And the actual impressions generated by these manipulated ads that Media Matters did, these ad serves showing where these ads appeared with these people, <laughs> point zero 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 nine zero nine zero nine zero nine percent of impressions served on that day. It's less than 0.0, .0. literally less than 0.0. 0. 0.0. 0. 0. 0. 0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.
So Twitter's suing for interference with contract, business disparagement, and interference with economic advantage. And they are seeking actual and consequential damages, a preliminary and permanent injunction ordering Media Matters of America to delete and remove the article from their websites and social media accounts and cost and attorneys fees. This is what Media Matters of America did at Talk Radio for years. And we had a fight back against them, and it was a big fight. It was a big fight. But this is, this is what happens, and this is what they do. They do this to try to take the money away, thinking that that's how they'll shut these platforms down. IBM pulls adverts from Twitter after a report finding they ran next to Nazi content. Lionsgate Entertainment has suspended all advertising on Twitter effective immediately, a company spokesperson said by email. Exclusive, Apple to pause advertising on Twitter after Musk backs anti-Semitic post. Along with Apple and Lionsgate, Disney has also paused advertising on Twitter. Media companies like Disney and Warner Brothers Discovery are pausing ad spends on Twitter amid reports of rising anti-Semitism on the platform. These are vile people. Can confirm Paramount Global is suspending too. It's a deluge. Apple, Disney, Warner, Paramount Global, and Lionsgate pausing advertising on X after this article came out showing that their content was being viewed by and seen next to these white supremacist accounts, these extremist accounts. This was an absolute manipulation on the part of Media Matters. And the New York Times, of course, the corporate media joining in, dutifully doing this, because again, they want to destroy Elon Musk. He allows free speech, and he's a threat to their newspaper. And you don't even have to pay for the New York Times anymore. And why should you? So this is the New York Times story they wrote. More advertisers halt spending on X and growing backlash against Musk. Warner Brothers and Sony have joined other companies in pausing spending on X over Elon Musk's endorsement of an anti-Semitic post. They all went with it. They all went with this. And you see, the story that Media Matters wrote by Eric Hananaki, as Musk endorses anti-Semitic conspiracy theory, Twitter has been placing ads for Apple, Bravo, IBM, Oracle, and Xfinity next to pro-Nazi content. That's a lie. They manipulated the algorithm in order for the purpose of showing those ads next to extremist content for the purposes of getting screenshots to show to those companies so that they'd pull the ad dollars. That's the ultimate manipulation. But if you can destroy the company by taking away their revenue, then they get destroyed. And then they get ultimately canceled. That's the ultimate goal here. That's what's going on. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. If you want to weigh in on everything we are unveiling for you today, I want to tell you, you know, the holidays here, it's very easy to remember uh, the weight you put on can be lost. It can be lost, guaranteed, contractually guaranteed with NJ Diet. That's right, njdiet.com, 20 to 40 plus pounds gone in 40 days' time with njdiet.com. I would love for you to reach out to them today because what will happen is you'll get a program designed for you based on your biochemistry. That means no surgery, no shots, no hormones, no prepackaged foods, none of that stuff, just real weight loss, <clears throat> excuse me, designed for your body with uh, bioenergetic scans to determine natural supplements, diet that works for you, fitness plan that works for you, and that's why I keep the weight off. And it works. 
It's contractually guaranteed, so it will work. 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days' time. Locations close by in Newark, King of Prussia, Cherry Hill, and live online with njdiet.com. So don't wait. Lose the weight for good with njdiet.com or call them today at 855-5NJ-DIET. You get the doctor's personal email, the doctor's personal cell phone, and somebody who's going to be there to help you every step of the way. And I know people have done this, and they've all said the same thing to me. Rich, it worked. I lost the weight, and I kept the weight off njdiet.com and lose the weight for good. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. Alrighty. I don't know if you're a big uh, fan of the Girl Scouts. It's tough as a parent these days to try to get your kids involved with organizations that aren't just completely indoctrinating them. I'll be honest with you. It's very, very difficult. Uh, but I have to tell you what the, the Girl Scouts are doing. They are hosting training sessions on internalized racism, according to a story from the Daily Wire. Yes, the Girl Scouts. They host training sessions on internalized racism and white supremacy culture. It's a four-part training, and it will be administered by a diversity consulting firm that embraces critical race theory. Four-part racial equity training series. And it will be for volunteers and parents focusing on internalized racism and white supremacy culture. Understanding and decentering white supremacy culture will take place on February 5th and will be followed by the final lesson titled Navigating Change, Power and Equitable Decision Making. These DEI racial equity workshops are designed for participants to engage in building a learning community, developing shared language and analysis around diversity, inclusion and equity, deeply interrogating race participants also interrogate structural racism and its historical construction while reflecting greatly on the way it manifests in our individual experiences organizational dynamics and systemic outcomes now my bet is matt DeSantis loves fruit loop cereal am i right about that i, if hate I had to guess no i hate cereal you hate all cereal uh, all of it it's what? All disgusting really it doesn't matter what kind of cereal it is i think it's vile Wow. wow. I had no idea. I had you pegged for being a cereal guy. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. I'm not How about big... you, Henry? You enjoy the, the sugary cereals? Oh, yeah, I love cereal. I mean, I, I don't really eat it anymore, but when I have a well, bowl what, every once in a while, it's fun. What kind do you, like, what's your favorite? Mm, I like Lucky Charms, even though they make my tummy hurt. Um, mm-hmm. What? Because they're all, <laughs> it's disgusting? Yeah. Cocoa Krispies is a good one. Uh, the Honey O's, not Honey Nut Cheerios, like the Honey O's. Those are awesome. Honey O's, yeah. Yeah. What about Fruit Loops? You like those? They're okay. Mm-hmm. They're not. Yeah, they're not on my top of my list. Well, apparently, Fruit Loops now comes with access to the Kellogg's Diversity Library, which I didn't know anything about. But uh, I saw this on the Blaze. They had the story about this Fruit Loops, which is, I think, one of a sugary. It's got to be. I mean, you talk about sugar. As I look at this natural fruit flavors, I'm looking at the box right now, and. This is what Libs of TikTok shared. Fruit Loops promotes free access to a digital library on their cereal boxes for kids. The library offers a range of books to teach kids themes of equity, diversity, and inclusion. Kellogg's U.S. wants to indoctrinate your children with breakfast cereal. Stop giving them your money. Uh, now, in addition to that, you, you, here's the thing, too. You get your kids hooked on sugar at an early age, and you get them hooked on woke at an early age. You see, it's a double win. It's a double whammy. The kids become hooked on sugar. The kids become hooked on wokeness. And then everybody wins. And it's right on the cereal box. 
our digital library is open and free. With the purchase of specially marked Fruit Loop cereal, internet access required, content is suitable for ages 13 plus. Your family can learn how incredibly colorful and diverse the world can be with what is the Kellogg's Fruit Loops E, D, and I digital library. It's a free online library of equity, diversity, and inclusion, family-centric content, including books, podcasts, and more curated in partnership with um, some lefty group, the largest multi-platform group of wokeness. So that comes now with the sugar. Smart, smart. Because I always read, I always read the box when I was eating breakfast. Of course, you read the box. If you're turning to Toucan Sam for your uh, political beliefs, you're a loser. You are a loser, but you're a child. You yeah. don't know any better. Yeah, you're eight. <laughs> you're eight. You get hooked on the sugar. You get hooked on the the garbage cereal. You get hooked on the garbage uh, content. You see. Yeah, that's pretty disturbing. Come on, come on, Matt DeSantis. You got to realize there's an agenda here behind everything, even friggin' cereal now. No, we're not safe from anything these days. Yeah, that that's super annoying. I, I mean, a breakfast cereal doesn't need to be politicized. Just put some puzzles and games on there like it used to be. That's, Isn't there supposed to be a prize inside? Yeah, a prize. Not, yeah. Something fun. That's what I had when I was a kid. We would go and I would find the secret decoder ring. I would I would eat Cap'n Crunch. I loved Captain Crunch as a kid. Crunch I would always berries? try to get the treasure map. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. My parents <laughs> but there was never anything that. about diversity, equity, and inclusion. None of those things. I wonder what the prizes are now, like a gender-neutral bathing suit or something? Probably, yeah. You get a tuck-it onesie, a tuck-it <laughs> bathing suit. And Target now is going to have gay Santas. I don't know. Gay Santa, is that, is that that's a thing now? And LGBT-themed nutcrackers. <laughs> How do you know um, Santa is gay? Uh, yeah, well, I, I guess now Santa's Santa's gay. What's the so. difference, well, though, between... I, I talked about this with Opelka when you guys were out. Santa's already for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, wh- why why does it have to be something else? He's already because for everybody. Has to be something else. As long as you're on the nice list, he's for you. Right. That's it. Yeah, he doesn't skip, like, gay homes, does he? No. And in addition to that, they're going to have new... Uh, LGBT themed nutcrackers, which sounds like, well, it sounds like a lot of fun, but it just, I don't know. I mean, I could see this going the wrong way. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm trying to find the gay Santa at Target now. I, like, what, does he dress different? I, I don't understand. Does Isn't he have Santa a Mr. Claus? Santa? Is that what it is? I think he was Rainbow or something. Oh, is he? I, a it, Rainbow, it was, it was Rainbow so- Santa? Yeah, it was something like that. Mm hmm. Yeah, well, it doesn't seem to be an image of what the Target Santa is. Didn't uh, Target just like. lose a whole bunch of money by going down this roke road, roke woke road? I mean, didn't they? I guess they've learned no lessons from this. Is that what it is? Oh, I found him. It's Santa Claus with his shirt open. It says "Love is Love." He's wearing uh, suspenders that are rainbow colored, and he's got a flag that's uh, a rainbow flag. Oh, he's got a rainbow flag. Yeah. Does he have a gay reindeer? Uh. <laughs> doesn't appear to be any reindeer uh, included, no. Why does Santa have to have a gender? Why can't Santa be uh, they, them? Yeah, you'd have to take that up with Target. I'll have to take that up with Target. I'll have to the, the woke committee that oversees all these things, I'll have to take it up with them, I guess. By the way, the rating on this uh, Pride Santa, uh, it's a 1.2 out of 5 on Target's website. Really? Yeah. What about the LGBTQ plus plus IA every letter of the alphabet themed nutcrackers? <laughs> I'm trying to find that now. I see it, but I can't figure out a way to purchase it. 
Give me a moment. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, I don't have a rating on them just yet. I'll okay, you know I want to find out about the LGBTQ plus plus IA every other alphabet nutcrackers because it just sounds like a hoot. <laughs> it looks like the nutcracker has pink hair. Uh, he too has a rainbow flag and he's sporting a rainbow colored hat. Ah, uh, but I can't. but I thought Santa was for everybody. <laughs> well, you thought wrong. <laughs> Uh, Speaking of companies that went woke and now have to walk that back, Major League Baseball. The All-Star Game will be in Atlanta, though Georgia law is essentially exactly the same. I'm going to share that with you, and we do 30 minutes of nonstop talk coming up straight ahead for you before I take over for the great one, Mark Levin, coming up at 6 o'clock, which you'll hear live right here, of course, on the show. So don't go anywhere, because I want to make sure that you hear everything we have to to talk about today. It's a busy day with a lot of things that we are opening your eyes on a lot of things so henry what do i have here what do i got uh honestly you can use a skip here i was gonna really yeah i was gonna let you Shocking. do it in the at the <laughs> five thirty. yeah henry was gonna let you use one of henry your was gonna let me use one of my skips <laughs> that's that's nice you are truly benevolent today you know that <laughs> you are benevolent i'm gonna buy you a box of whatever cereal you want buddy <laughs> well thank you <laughs> i get milk too or What's that? Can I add some milk too? Or listen, I'm telling you right now, everything about this show makes sense in the fact that Matt DeSantis will choose Coca-Cola without thinking twice about it, Love but it. won't touch c- cereal because it's disgusting. Disgusting. And does not understand that yes, even cereal has an agenda and is trying to take over your mind, Matt DeSantis. Everything has an agenda now. <laughs> I, well, clearly, I mean, I. Uh, yeah, I guess you're right. I, I suppose you're right. Even Fruit Loops has a political agenda these days. And did nobody catch my Superman reference earlier when I said Clark Kent living a double life at the Daily Planet? Did nobody catch that? I heard it. My daily superhero reference, and I feel like I completely missed it. I didn't know what you wanted me to do about it. <laughs> <laughs> Clark Kent living a double life working at the Daily Planet when I talked about the link tax on, uh, on, on media and big tech. I thought your link tax segment was very interesting. Well, thank you. It's just nice to know that, yes, a day did not go by without a superhero reference, damn it, okay? Do you want me to sound like an alarm whenever you reference a superhero <laughs> or something? I'm sure that Chris Eppolito on Twitter or the greater Chris or the bachelor Chris, uh, I'm, I'm sure one of them would love to have a superhero sounder they probably already do on the on the thread so you know on the on the zioli uh, army thread on twitter we so. could give a prize away for like gail can you remember what the superhero reference was at the end of the show but we haven't had a prize in about a month and a half so yeah that's true they stopped giving that. us prizes actually yeah it probably has been longer than that yeah, you know, that's okay. We we don't need to give people things to get make them listen. <laughs> the last time we had a prize was when, like, Nick took a week off, I think. The last time we had a prize was when I found my Captain Crunch decoder ring, <laughs> and it had uh, a free ticket to the Napoleon movie that comes out today. <laughs> True story. All right, 855-839-1210. 30 minutes of nonstop talk coming up straight ahead for you. Don't go away. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. Hey, Rob. 
Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.